Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And welcome back to Reading the Gospel. Today, we are going to be talking about the gospel in Psalms. For generations, faithful Christians, men and women, have turned to the book of Psalms as the most helpful resource for conversation with God about things that matter most in life. So Psalms is a kind of literature written in a dialogue format mm -hmm. that expresses both sides of the conversation of faith. On one side, people speak to God, uttering from their profound praise to God all the way to their unspeakable pain, doubt, and anger. It was the other side that um, Martin Luther, the way he understands it is really good. He says the Psalms are not only addressed to God, but they're the voice of the gospel. And this is really what we're talking about today, isn't it? The voice it's, of the gospel. Exactly. I like this idea that the book of Psalms is a voice of the gospel. You know, what's interesting to me in this this voice of the gospel because the book of psalms is a collection of songs and and um this is many ways a uh, the hymn book mm -hmm. uh the song book of the nation of israel and within the book of psalms 70 percent of lament wow now lament is is our crying out to suffering God. in pain and, mm -hmm. and and in sin and and uh this is the gospel you know part of the gospel as we talked about the four four elements of the gospel part of it is our separation from god mm -hmm. and and how we deal with those that that pain and and then we have god's answer back to us i really like that it is god's good news addressed to his people mm -hmm. in the book of psalms we hear god speaking to us in the depths of need and in the heights of celebration. Yeah, yeah, because there's 70% on lament, but the other 30 is on this celebration and this joy mm -hmm. that we feel. And, um, you know, I just love David mm -hmm. and, and hearing his, his celebration and his praise to God come through. I was reading the other day a book about Psalms and the author said, the Psalms draw our entire life under the rule of God, where everything may be submitted to the God of the gospel. Yeah. So let us focus on three aspects, three dimensions, three modes in which the gospel can be found uh, in the book of Psalms. Yeah, so the first one is Psalms is the good news of deliverance. Mm. And, you know, when you think of the Bible and deliverance, the, the very first story that comes to my mind is the Exodus. Uh, the children of Israel in captivity, or slaves in Egypt, and um, God comes and God delivers them. I would like to give an example from Psalms. Uh, I'm reading from Psalm number 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Mm. Exactly what you said, it's, it's a lament, it's a crying out to God, a person who is in distress and looking for delivery. Yeah, and Psalms 13 verse 1 uh, continues this thought, it says, How long, O Lord? 
Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Yes. And this how long is found many times in the book of Psalms. And mm -hmm. It goes all the way to the book of uh, like the prophet Daniel. Even in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 6 verse 19 as those souls on the altar crying out to God exactly the same way. And I, I think this is what makes the book of Psalms so loved. I mean, you can go get um, books that are just the book of Psalms and just the gospel. Um, mm -hmm. and, and people go read them. It's practical. Yes. You know, we go through this. We, we go through these experiences where we cry out, God, how long? When, when are you going to answer my prayers? I've been praying this over and over and over again, and I still don't have an answer. Mm -hmm. And we, yeah, we can come to the book of Psalms and, and find that we're not alone. Yes. Let's go to Psalm number six. And yeah. uh, we're going to read several verses to mm -hmm. see the problem people were crying out of uh, or because and also how God answered to understand why the gospel is so visible in the book of Psalms. So I'll read verse 3 and 4. It says, My soul is in angu anguish. How long, O Lord? How long? Turn, O Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. And uh, in verse 9, we see the answer. And this is the gospel. This is the good news. Mm -hmm. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. Maybe the deliverance will not come right away, but the conviction that the Lord doesn't look the other way, that the Lord looks towards you, that your prayer is important to God, has reached the, the throne of grace and mercy, and God is listening, that is amazing. Well, and I think David does this. He writes down his experiences. Mm -hmm. um, I was in a church and we, we had a prayer meeting where every uh, Tuesday night, I, I think we were meeting, we'd come and we would write down our prayer requests. Mm -hmm. And then when they were answered, we would go highlight them. And what was interesting, you could go back um, to previous books and, and you would just see the whole book highlighted mm -hmm. that God was answering prayers. And so so for me, knowing that God was faithful there, I could stand through through experiences where I'm still praying for some requests, that, that I've not seen the answer that I expect, but I know God's been faithful. And, and I think we see that in Psalms, and, and Psalms can help build our faith, but we also need that personal experience. Mm -hmm. What I like about the book of Psalms, it is a little bit beyond a journal. Mm -hmm. It is poetry. Yeah. It is beautiful. It's touching your heart. It is um, uh, inciting your imagination. It is strengthening your faith and building hope. Uh, it is done in a beautiful way, so it is poetry, it is music, it is a liturgy. So that was uh, point number one in the book of Psalms. We uh, find the gospel in the form of God's answer, God's deliverance, God's uh, responding to our prayers. Yeah, so the second point is the gospel in silence. And there's actually a word that is used in the book of Psalms. And that is Salah. 
and uh, we read a, a psalm once in a while and you see a little bit of space, especially in the newer translation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even the word in parentheses, salah, that means pause. We should pause for a while. And multiple psalms are built exactly on this model. There is the cry after the problem is being stated. There is a little bit of a space where it seems that nothing happened. And below that, you find God's answer. That means God spoke in that, those moments of silence, in that pause. So one example is Psalms 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in here, we have this cry for God's deliverance, for his help. I'm just going to pick up in verse 15. This is the end of this uh, cry for help. Uh, Break the arm of the wicked and evil man. Call him to account for his wickedness that would not be found out and then we pause yeah and we listen and we wait but uh, very interesting do you mind if i just read verse one yeah that will emphasize the 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 importance of that pause why O lord do you stand far away why do you hide yourself in times of trouble that is a tremendous pain that is being expressed and uh, all that pain kind of stops or pauses at verse 15 that you just read. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my, I'm reading from English Standard Version, there is a space between verse 15 and verse 16, and something happened in this space, in this time. So at verse 16 says, the Lord is king forever and ever. The nations perish from his, from his hand. The Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice and so on. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. It is the same psalm, a couple of verses, verse uh, above, verse 1. Why do you hide yourself from me in time of trouble? And if we go down here, right, verse 15. O oh Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. Yeah. What happened is... God responded, God spoke back Mm -hmm. in that tiny little space between verses 15 and 16. How can we apply this, uh, Josh, in our lives today? Well, I don't know about you, but my phone, right now we have our devices on airplane mode because (laughs) you would constantly be hearing or dings and notifications, and, and I'm sure that's probably the same for everyone out there that we wake up to an inbox full of messages mm-hmm. and we're answering them through the day we go to bed and and our lives are so full we don't have these pauses mm-hmm. you know we ask god we pray we have devotions and and as soon as devotions are done as soon as we say amen we get up and we're on to the next part of the day let me get mm-hmm. ready let me get out the mm-hmm. door we don't have these pauses to sit and to listen to the voice of God. Mm. And I think that's something that we're missing. Um, you know, we, we read the Bible, but sometimes God speaks in the silence. How can we um, learn to listen to God in silence? Because for some reason, in our human communication, when we then get back from some another person, that um, leads to distrust and doubt and mm-hmm. right 
how can we trust God in those moments when we expected him to say something, but he doesn't respond right away? Again, I think the example I used in the past, uh, earlier, keeping a record of our requests. Um, that, that's something we can do is... So experience of the past yeah. is the stepping stone for our faith in the future. And that's Hebrews 11 verse 1. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it builds our faith. Um, one thing that I do, um, our family does tech-free days. Mm. And so Friday uh, right now is a tech-free day in our family that we, unless I'm working... Technology fasting. Exactly. I fast from technology, and you'll be surprised how much time we actually do have. And you can mm-hmm. sit there in the silence. Absolutely. We have one more point we want to share, and that is the gospel in the book of Psalms is not just in the form of deliverance or God speaking in the moments of silence, but God promises his son to come to live among us in the form of Messiah. And in the book of Psalms, we have a number of Psalms, which we call them Messianic Psalms. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them are uh, evident. Some are not that evident, except we read the New Testament, which apply those verses from Psalms to Jesus Christ. Can we have a couple of examples before we close? Yeah, so I'm in Psalms 8, but Psalm 8, I know Psalm 2 is one. Um, You guys, again, we're just going to touch on these for the sake of time, but these are great to read and go through during the week. Good plug for our newsletter, BibleReading.link. Mm-hmm. Um, people can download that, and it will give these the, this information where they can can have this and, and study. So, Psalm, let's start there. Psalm eight. This is O Lord, O Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth! You have set your glory above the heavens. Lower down, it says you made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all the flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, um, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, all that swim in the sea. In the New Testament, especially in the book of Hebrews, uh, this verse is applied to Jesus Christ. Yeah. I have uh, here my Bible open to Psalm number 40, and I want to read uh, verse uh, 6, 7, and 8. In sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burn offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. Psalm 16, verse 9. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure, because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let the Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasure at your right hand. In Psalm number 2, I really like the last verse that says, Kiss the Son, and blessed are all who take refuge in him. So we find Psalm uh, the gospel in song. And it is more, I, I think, out of what we've studied so far, it's more direct to where we 
are today. You know, mm-hmm. we in in the different Exodus and Abraham and Adam, we're we're reading how God presented the gospel to them. Mm-hmm. But in the book of Psalms, through David, we find our own experience. Yeah. And through the, the book psalmist. of Psalms is more contemporary to us. Exactly. And it, it helps us express the gospel mm-hmm. in the time that we have. So let us have a word of prayer as we close. Father God, I thank you for the message that we have before us. And I pray that we will spend time in it daily, that we will come and seek you. And that, Father, as we read the Bible, we will see the gospel, this good news that Jesus Christ has come to save us. And that, Father, that will change us and make us new. We pray these things in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.